Positive heads out there, thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. To help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the one who will be here with you each and every Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness change maker that is also out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can hear me discussing topics such as my favorite thought-provoking quotes, reading and discussing wisdom from empowering books, playing clips from various inspirational spiritual teachers, sharing a bit of mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and essentially digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you into positive vibrations on a consistent basis. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode. So happy to be here with you all as I record on this magical Monday. Hope you are all tapping in, tuning in, finding something to be excited about wherever it is, whatever day that ends in why that you happen to be listening in this. Why? Why? Because choosing to uh, feel good is... A choice, right? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, this is something we talk about most days, right? A lot of days. Uh, had some cool uh, little bit of last-minute synchronicity question come in as well, right as I was about to turn on the microphone, literally like 120 seconds ago. <laughs> Before I get to that, though, I would like to read a review. Uh, as you guys know, I get excited when you leave me some love, loving feedback on iTunes. It is... Uh, the holy grail of all things podcasting and helping us to reach new people all the time. Thanks to you guys. So if you haven't reviewed on iTunes yet, please do. Uh, Definitely fuels my fire to keep doing this uh, five days a week. And uh, that's what Aaron did. Aaron went on and said, gratitude. Thank you so much for this podcast. You're a bright light in all you bring forth. About 10 years ago, I changed my unhappy life drastically. Getting a divorce, I decided to follow my dream and be a drummer, musician, creative person who loves health and nurturing of this earth. Since I made this choice, choice, my life has been a beautiful series of synchronistic delights. Not all is pretty and high vibration, but my choices have rooted me in my knowing that we are all in this together. Thank you for all you do. Stay humble, peace, and love to you. Wow, peace and love to you, my friend. Thank you, Aaron. Um, yeah, isn't it, uh, isn't it wonderful when you actually have the courage to follow your, your higher calling, regardless of you know, trying to guess, you know, all the steps. Well, if I'm a drummer and musician, what about this? What about, you know, the bills? Where is it going to lead me? Where am I going to be 20 steps from now? 
you can just put all that down and you can follow what you're being called to do, what your your highest calling is, what your your joy is, following your bliss, right? And you will see a beautiful series of synchronistic delights, as he said. And it is, uh, and, and it may lead you, you may start as a drummer, which leads to something else, which leads to something else. We never know exactly where it's going to go, right? The synchronicities, uh, as you guys know, the synchronicities happen nonstop with listeners on the show and whatever the topic of conversation is. And, you know, just it, literally all day, every day in my life, I was talking to someone about this yesterday and it's who, you know, it's just sort of uh, even entertaining some of these concepts for the first time. And it's just so interesting the, the difference when you've been in it for so long, it's become so apparent. And of course, healthy skepticism is a very, very good thing. And that's something that we're going to talk about as well. But for me, sometimes I forget how long I've sort of been on this path and how, um, you know, it's just the synchronicity and so forth doesn't even shock me that much. I was talking to this person, actually, uh, kind of a fun story. You guys know I love stories and sharing stories of synchronicity as uh, talking to this person and just kind of giving them my my whole spiel, you know, all the stuff we talk about all the time on the show. And um you know, as uh, sharing some stories of, you know, how one time I was reading a book and it was talking about uh, in that book, uh, The Messengers, it was talking about the 444 frequency and how that's when angelic entities will communicate with you. And uh, I, I was sharing the story of how me and my friend Tyler were hanging out one night and I was telling him about the book. And as we're talking about it, my the fire alarm goes off in my house. And um, <laughs> then uh, a few hours later, and of course, it, I, well, let me back up. I was telling him how in the book that the, uh, you know, these angelic entities would create with the guy, you know, would interact with the guy in the book by messing with, you know, electrical devices and things like that. And he would get a lot of downloads at 444 and things like that. And I was just sharing all about what I was reading in the book. And right as I was talking about it, what happens, the alarm in my house goes off. Well, uh, a few hours later, and of course, we're looking at each other. It's like midnight and the fire alarm goes off for no reason. No one's cooking, nothing. And we're like, wow, okay, that was an interesting, interesting timing as I'm telling you all about how these angelic entities communicate through electrical devices and so forth. Uh, And and uh, (laughs) then I a few hours later, I'm reading a someone tagged me on Facebook or something and and they were talking about angels on earth or something. I said, Hey, Tyler, look at this. Someone just tagged me talking about angels. As I said that the, uh, fire alarm went off again. It was like four in the morning at this point. Um, pretty wild, right? Well, as I'm telling this person, the story and, and the person was asking me to share them with them stories that I had experienced, right? Tell me some really magical stories that are going to shake my belief system, right? So I'm trying, I'm telling, and that story comes up. And then I realize as I'm telling him this story, I'm like, Oh snap. I just remembered this morning at 6am, uh, the alarm went off in the, uh, in the hotel room I was staying in and I'm traveling. And, uh, at 6 AM that very morning yesterday, the, the alarm went off. Now keep in mind the story I was sharing with him, um, with my friend Tyler's from like two years ago. So I'm telling him this story and I'm like, Oh, Oh, now I know why the alarm went off at 6 AM this morning, because it just adds another layer to a validation to, uh, to what I'm talking about here. So it's, it's just for me, I mean, there's so much of this stuff. It's just incredible. And, you know, but yet someone who is new to it could still look at it and say, oh, okay, that's a coincidence. That's a coincidence. 
after you have so many and, and layers, and sometimes they're 10 layers deep, it just gets to be, you know, um, pretty apparent. And what I always say is, you know, skepticism is good. Healthy skepticism is, is a very, very good thing. Um, Arthur Cannon Doyle said healthy skepticism is the basis of all accurate observation. So uh, I'm all for it. But, uh, you know, (laughs) once again, once you've had so much experience, it really is. It it helps to uh, guide us on the path. So it sounds like Aaron is uh, learning how to perceive those uh, synchronicities and and those cues from the universe as he's making decisions on what direction to go. And that is a, a reassuring thing, isn't it? And definitely, it definitely feels good to have uh, those sorts of uh, signs and indicators uh, on on where to go. Not just something, you know, not just a story necessarily, but a lot of times when we're trying to choose which direction to proceed in our life, these things will happen uh, time and time again when you're open to them. So anyway, moving right along. uh, Thank you, Aaron, once again for reviewing there. Uh, I would like to... Take a moment and uh, right as I was about to start this uh, this particular show, I had a question come in, literally, as I mentioned, and it fit very well with what we're going to talk about here. So uh, I'll read it. It was uh, it goes like this. Love the podcast. I have an anonymous question I'd love for you to address on the podcast in case this may help others with my same issue. I grew up in a poverty. I grew up in poverty with a mother that worked around the clock, so I vowed to myself I'd become a rich adult and take care of her one day. Fast forward to my late 30s and I haven't achieved that yet. My peers perceive me as successful, but I feel an immense disappointment in myself. My question is, could I be attracting lack and chaos in my life? Everyone around me is constantly in a financial struggle. My parents, siblings, even my boyfriend at times. Anything that remotely reminds me of the impoverished neighborhood I grew up in is highly agitating to me, but I keep having those encounters. For example, I moved into my boyfriend's apartment and his neighbors were constantly loud and disruptive. We moved into a new area that is considered the posh side of town and our new neighbor beside us was loud and disruptive. Moved yet again and the neighbor below us, loud and disruptive. I don't think it's a coincidence when I'm paying over a thousand a month to live in a nice area, but somehow keep encountering neighbors whose chaotic behavior reminds me of the ghetto neighborhood I grew up in. Is there a lesson that I'm missing in this? And uh, I wanted to read this, like I said, because it really goes right along synchronistically with what I was about to talk about today. Um, and uh, it was it, it is the idea of living in heaven and hell. I had uh, found a quote from Mark Twain says, I don't like to commit myself about heaven and hell. I have friends in both places. Um, Osho, here's a quote. The next quote I had queued up uh, to help answer this this question, this anonymous question. If you suffer, it's because of you. If you feel blissful, it's because of you. Nobody else is responsible. Only you and you alone. You are your hell and your heaven, too. So I had that queued up, uh, anonymous questioner. You tell me what that means to you, right? If you suffer, it's because of you. If you feel blissful, it's because of you. So what I I instantly thought of when you wrote in this question um, a few years back, maybe four years ago or so, uh, at Burning Man, we had, uh, I helped to, to start a theme, actually with my friend Tyler, who I just mentioned, uh, helped to start a, a camp called Intergalactic Sasquatch Village. Um, and uh, it's a thriving Burning Man camp these days. And uh, I haven't been as active in helping to um, run the camp, but I did help to start it initially. 
Um, and wonderful group of people, friends, soul fam, love you guys. If any of you are listening and, uh, so anyway, our first year though, well, we were so excited about the camp and we had put all this energy into it. And, uh, we had this, you know, big sound system and we were having a bunch of great musical artists going to come play. And we get put, uh, on the very edge of one of the streets where, uh, <laughs> Probably the most agitating camp on the playa uh, is there every year in that same spot. And they keep moving people because no one can deal with them. They're uh, called voted best camp. If you guys are burners, go out to the edge of um, two, like two and K. You'll see voted best camp. They'll probably uh, have a megaphone on and screaming insults at you playing punk rock, which is a very weird thing on burning, you know, burning man ground. You don't hear a lot of punk rock. You hear a lot of electronic music and other things in between, not a ton of punk rock. So all this just agitating music them screaming and sound effects. And, you know, just like that was their whole thing to be just complete, completely obnoxious. We were right next to them. And I remember at the time, you know, these were my neighbors for the week. I'd put all this, we'd put all this energy and so forth into having this wonderful experience. I wanted, you know, this blissed out, cool, chill, you know, amazing music and vibes and cool people. And what do I get? I get voted best camp, right? But I very quickly looked at it from the perspective of, you know, uh, like this person said, is there a lesson that I'm missing? Well, I would suggest this anonymous uh, questioner (laughs) is what about just obviously you're seeing it keeps being served up to you. You see that you keep resisting it, right? You are repulsed by it, uh, as you said, or something to that, something to that effect, right? Um, And um, so what if you just learn to accept it? Understand that it's a part of you. This is all a part of you. These th- these situations are keep keep coming up because you resist them. What you resist persists, right? And uh, what you accept, you move through. So that is uh, it, it, the best advice that I can give you. What if you went and you went to those neighbors and you got to know them? Maybe um, maybe those neighbors are. Uh, playing a perfect role. They're playing the villain in your story, right? In a sense. And they're actually a uh, soul family that you have deep history with. And they're there as an opportunity for you. You're looking at it as an obstacle. What if it's an opportunity? What if, you know, a lot of the people, uh, you know, in our camp became great friends with the, the guys over in Voted Best Camp and they ended up being really nice people. And, you know, to this day, we haven't been next to them for many years, but people from our camp always go over and visit and, you know, and it was realizing, oh, this is sort of their shtick. It's kind of like testing you. And um, so that's what I would say is happening here. They're your voted best camp. And instead of resisting them, instead of resisting uh, the idea of poverty, what if you loved it? What if you loved it by understanding that it's part of the contrast and understanding that you have the choice and it's not happening to you. You can choose to be in, in heaven or hell in any given moment. And, um, that would be, uh, and that's exactly what I had to do by the way, with that camp. I just had to, uh, I, I quickly recognized the opportunity in disguise and I, and I, I stopped any resistance that I had the first day or two towards it and just, uh, accepted it fully would sing along if it was a song that I knew or, you know, whatever. And it ended up no longer bothering me. I actually kind of tuned it out where it didn't, it's like, it, it just no longer affected my world. And the first day or two, I was really like disappointed with it. So 
that's my advice to you. Hopefully that helps. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for your uh, timing here, because like I said, talking about being in heaven and hell is exactly what this is a reflection of, right? I don't like to commit myself about heaven and hell. I have friends in both places. If you suffer, it's because of you. If you feel blissful, it's because of you. Nobody causes you to feel anything, right? Um, and so what I'd like to do actually now is play a, a clip. Um, this is a conversation between Esther Hicks and Wayne Dyer. And it's uh, titled, This Life is Either Your Heaven or Hell. And um, found this on YouTube a few minutes long. Let's take a listen. Here's what we would do. So, so here you stand. You're listening in on this, all of you, and we're having a very in-depth, truly leading-edge conversation about it. And so you think about soldiers who are doing their duty, and you want to feel patriotic, and you want to appreciate them for their sacrifices, and you appreciate the things that they're doing on behalf of your nation. Well, those feelings feel good to you. when Those are good-feeling thoughts. So that's the aspect of that that you want to focus upon. So let's say that you are aware that negative behavior, truly awful things, are happening to people in villages somewhere. And when you focus upon it, it takes you to your knees because it is such a departure from who you really are. So what do you do? Do you hide your head in the sand? Do you condemn those who are doing it? Or do you let this contrasting experience help you define what you want and you then line up with that? So do you then begin telling the story of a world that is more compassionate, of a world that is understanding more clearly who they are, of a world where all children are eating, where children are waking up and feeling secure in their own beds, where parents are waking up and understanding that the world is big enough for all of them. In other words, you can beat the drum of dysfunction and it is an easy thing to do in this world with all of this media. But it never feels good to you when you do it. And you have choices that if you will make them, you will discover your true power. Because one who's connected to the stream is more powerful than millions who are not, you see. Oh, it's so true. So if you hold yourself in a vision of what you want relative to whatever is happening with this war or with this experience, and you are able to find yourself in sync with source, you'll feel inspiration. And The thing that is most important is that without even going, without even sending your dollars, you are trading in a vibrational currency. And when you sync up with source and you hold those things as your object of attention, people who are there who are also tired of that, who know that this isn't the answer, may have an opportunity of picking up on that path of least resistance that you have carved out and an idea is born within them, you see. I see a lot of that. I mean, I get a lot of a lot of mail and so on from people who are in that. Uh, I want to change the world, mm-hmm. but the world doesn't need to be changed. And those that seems like a paradox. But mm-hmm. if you believe the world needs to be changed, and so you're efforting, now you're preventing your alignment with the source that allows you the goods in order to change it. And so you have to work yourself into mm-hmm. alignment, and then mm-hmm. get on the high flying disc, and then. I think about, you know, it's like so much, so much of our, I often give, the, in, in my talks, give this example of uh, w- w- if I gave you a, a currency of a, of, a, of a million dollars and I said, go out and spend this on everything that you want, you know, we can go to the mall and just buy anything that you want and you could start walking through stores and you start, every store you go into, you buy something that you don't like. Send me 10 of these, send me 50 of these, and then you get home and you ask, 
why is my house filled with so much stuff that I don't want? And the answer I always say is because you're crazy. Because you tried to fill the void with action. You Mm. tried to fill the void. You're looking for love in all the wrong places. You tried to fill the void with action and things Mm. rather than alignment. And that doesn't mean that in alignment you won't be inspired to want some things. Mm. But if the inspiration comes from alignment, they will be meaningful things. But isn't so much of our inner attention not only on what we don't want, um, and we spend this currency, which is our thoughts, you know, to create what we want, but it's on what other people want for us, or it's on how things used to be, or it's even on what is. I mean, if if you don't like what is, and your thoughts are on what is, it seems to me that you're going to just create more and more of what is. It comes from people's belief that they should face reality. And most people offer most of their vibration in response to what they're observing. So they observe it, they offer a vibration, they get more of it. And so, of course, they come to believe it because they focused on it and it came to them and so they believe it. Mm. But when you realize that you have the option of focusing on things that you really want and that those things will come to you too, then then you're a deliberate creator rather than a creator by default. It's a wonderful thing when you realize how quickly law of attraction is responding to your vibration. But it is an even more wonderful thing when you realize that law of attraction is responding to your vibration and that you can feel the alignment, resonance, or misalignment, discord of law of attraction responding to the source within you. Now that's something that we've not talked about before. Hmm. As you have been expanding and evolving, the source within you is beating the drum of who you are. And there's this powerful trajectory of wonderful things flowing to you. And when you get off the track from that, you really feel it, you see. And when you relax and let yourself get back on the track, then you feel your clarity, then you feel your abundance, then you feel your worthiness, mm. then you feel your fun and vitality and eagerness and passion, then life is good for you, just the way you intended. Are there, uh, are there ascended masters out there? I mean, we hear so much about people like St. Germain and Jesus and people who've, uh, you know, who are, you know, well, this, al- this alignment is not like a college degree. Well, okay. once you achieve it, it is yours forevermore. Mm-hmm. It either is or it isn't in the moment. But there certainly are those who catch the spirit of that alignment and work to maintain it. And that's what you're talking about. And can we access, I mean, can, can we access these people? Or They're available they're... to you at all times. Just get focused on what they're interested in and see how readily available they are to you. And what are they interested in? Everything that you're interested in from their vantage point. They're eager. You know that this is the leading edge of thought. This is where it's at. Humans think that this is just a trial ground and that heaven is where it's at. But this is the leading edge of thought. This is where thought manifests. Earth's crammed with heaven. (laughs) Earth is heaven or hell, your choice. And speaking of hell, is the, does such a thing exist? Is this just uh... only in the mind of a disconnected being, human? The animals don't know it. Only humans who pinch themselves off from clarity. Wouldn't so... you call confusion a sort of hell? Wouldn't you call lethargy a sort of hell? Well, people who've behaved in, in, in horrific ways—is there punishment uh, uh, when they leave this uh, this earthly plane? That really disappoints humans when we tell them that, that 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 is not the case. 
the greatest punishment is self-inflicted as you deprive yourself of the energy of source, which is available to you at all times. And when you disallow that, it's very unpleasant. So but when you reemerge back into non-physical, you will leave behind all doubt and fear, all grudges, all hatred, all misunderstanding. And you will become a vibrational equivalent to all that this life and before has caused you to become. So all of the low points in our own lives, when I think, when I think of, uh, as I was writing this, uh, I can see clearly now, I, I, I look at, uh, at some of the things that I did, the ways that I behaved, uh, my consciousness. And, and I, yeah. I, and I, but I, how would you know you're seeing clearly if you didn't see not clearly? How would you appreciate that's the very, clarity that's that you've now found if you hadn't lived in some of that? And how could you live other than what you're living? There's a source right there calling you forward, calling you forward, calling you forward. And then it's easy to get all the way forward and look back and say, shouldn't have been on that path and shouldn't have been on that path when source called you every step along the way because it was the path of least resistance and therefore the only path that was available to you at the time. It's a good thing to give yourselves a break. Source is not judging you. You do it to yourself and then you pinch yourself off from source. But I think of the... I don't know, but just I've just been lucky <laughs> that um, had had I been found out some of the things that I, you know, the, the ways that I had behaved at earlier times in my life. But uh, things are always working out for you, and your I behavior know. and your behavior didn't deserve punishment. It didn't deserve finding out. You're just off your path a little bit. Right. You know, source is always looking the other way when you stumble. Never looking, never looking at what you think is wrong. That's you that do that to yourselves and each other. Little child is just learning to walk, falls down. Get up, you little dummy. <laughs> you don't say that. You acknowledge that this is the way he finds his balance. What a great clip, right? You have choices. If you make them, you'll feel your true power. Hold your vision relative to what is happening. Uh, you'll sync with the source and find inspiration, right? Um, I love how, uh, Abraham talks here about without sending, you know, without sending dollars, you're trading a vibrational currency because that's a big, that's a big one that you, um, you know, you, we all have dealt with. And that's one that comes up all the time. What about the people starving? What about they're giving you the contrast? That is, uh, you have, you have the choice to let that disempower you. You have the choice to let that contrast help you hold a vision uh that's in sync with what you want to see more of uh and that's always what's happening everything that you're getting is always giving you feedback everything's a feedback loop to help you just figure out what rocket of desire you want to send off into uh you know your vibrational escrow next right and uh so use it as that don't let any of it disempower you let everything that happens further empower you and how do we do that by understanding having a deeper understanding expanding our awareness and learning how to spin stories you got to become like a spin doctor right and that's really what it is you want to be a spin doctor you want to tell a story oh this happened this negative thing is happening let me spin that into how it works for me because uh, you know, based off of how you spin it really determines what it's going to be for you. Right. And once you get good at that, you become, you know, it's like whatever comes at you, you you're loving it. You're spinning it. You're it's you, you know, you're the alchemist, right? You're transmuting everything into gold. 
um, you know, and understanding so many of us, uh, you know, and I, I'm guilty of it. The world doesn't need to be changed. Work yourself in alignment and, and, you know, use it as contrast. You're not here to, you know, the, the best service you can offer is, is, is changing yourself because as you expand and grow, uh, you are a reflection of the whole, right? That's the number one way we can, we can, be empowered. So many of us feel disempowered. It's too big. The problem's too big. No, it's not. The problem is personal. You are a um, you are a, a fractal of the larger problem and the larger solution. Um, and you know you have the option to always focus on the things you want. That's the difference uh, between a deliberate creator and a creator by default. And that's really what we're learning here. That's what this show is about, right? How do we become aware? How do we all become deliberate creators? This is the way, becoming a spin doctor, understanding how to spend whatever's happening to your favor, uh, becoming that alchemist. Stop creating by default. Um, you know, and, and it gets, it's exciting too. When we see it work, law of, uh, law of attraction responds quickly. It's great when you start to get sensitive enough or sensitive enough, when you can feel your alignment or your misalignment. I know I'm finally getting there where I'm very sensitive to the fact when I'm out of alignment and, uh, it feels, it's like a, you know, alarms going off. Uh, <laughs> to reference the alarms from earlier, when I'm out of alignment, I can I I can feel that. I know I'm like, oh, I've I've, I've chosen. And how did it, I get there? I've chosen thoughts, right? It didn't happen to me. No one caused me to think anyone. If I suffer, it's because of me. It's it's a choice. Um, and I've chosen thoughts that have led to a certain down a certain path, and then I build on those thoughts that are out of alignment, out of alignment. And when you start thinking of it, like I've heard, uh, Abraham talk about before as like speed bumps, like when you're, you know, veering off the road and you hit those bumps on the side of the road, think of your misalignment as speed bumps. So they're actually a good thing. It's like putting your hand on the hot stove. Good thing. You can feel pain. Otherwise you'd leave your hand there and melt it and not know that you're hurting anything. Right? So same thing. Um, and, you know, as she said, then you got to understand. And of course, as we talk about all the time here on, on the show as well, it's it's a daily conscious effort. It, it's not like a college degree. It is or it isn't in the moment. Now, we do get predispositions. We get trained in a certain way. We rewire our brain. We know as you start to change your thoughts about things, actually, you form new synapses. You rewire things in your brain. And so it becomes your natural disposition to become, to view things or deal with things in the way that, you know, we're all here learning to do. Do, right. But it takes it's it, it. So you can have tendencies. But at the end of the day, it's not like once you've made it, you made it. You can get out of alignment again. And that's fine. I, I love how she talks about, you know, speaking of heaven and hell. One of the reasons I actually wanted to bring this up because we've talked a little bit about religion in the last week or two. And that's a big one for people. You know, fear of religion, fear of hell. Right. This idea that's been put into our head. And, you know, um, I, it's 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 only when you're out of alignment that you're in hell. We can both be in the same place simultaneously, sitting in the same room, and I can be blissed out of my mind, and someone next to me could be in complete agony because of their thoughts, right? What's going on internally? And when you understand that heaven and hell is not this place that is out there, it's now. You're in eternity now. Time is an illusion. We are floating in eternity right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and this is the leading edge of thought. You know, people always think, I can't wait to get to heaven. I can't get wait to get to heaven. And I love how 
uh, Abraham that talks about that, it really rings true. This is the leading edge. This is that cutting edge of thought. This is what you wanted to come to experience and mix it up. This is where the adventurers go. They come into the third dimension and experience and put themselves to the test to see if they can shake off the amnesia and remember who and what they are. And, and, And we're doing it. We're getting it. We're getting a gold star when we go back for making it, guys. I mean, the fact that you're here and listening to this and even open to this at all uh, is a huge, huge success. Do you know how many people have come into 3D and completely fall into um, the uh, the very convincing illusion of separation? <laughs> all of our forefathers, mostly, almost, you know, obviously you have sprinkles of awakened masters and, and so forth. And I'm sure there's been lots of people you haven't heard of who were uh, woke up in the dream, so to speak. But now here we are waking up in mass, this movement, this, this time of reconnection is happening. And we have, uh, we have earned a place to be here. And this is the leading edge of thought. It's such an honor and privilege. So if you're experiencing hellish, uh, conditions, neighbors that are screaming and making noise, love that. What an awesome opportunity that you got to come and experience that contrast out of the bliss that is uh, being sourced for eternity. You got to experience that. You're getting to experience that. And if you can bring awareness to that moment while you're having it and and then see the beauty in it, now you get like two gold stars. (laughs) Now you're on to it. Now you're getting to the next level stuff. You're getting to where you uh, understand that things are always working out for you. Uh, And if you were feeling out of out of balance, no big deal. Source isn't here to judge you and torture you forever, right? This is just, you know, source sees it as, oh, this is where, this is just the way you find your balance. You were just off your path a little bit and um, things are ultimately always happening for you and through you, right? (sighs) Well, guys, it has been a joy, an honor, a pleasure to connect once again. Thank you for helping me to, um, to set my own alignment for this magical Monday morning. And uh, by connecting with you all, growing with you all, we truly do teach best what we most need to learn. And I need to learn this stuff as much as any one of you. Uh, and uh, I appreciate your you playing your role and uh, my own development. And man, this isn't it so much more fun doing this together? This is what we came here for, guys. This is what you get. You came here for those neighbors. Love them. Send them love. Be appreciative. Guess what you'll find? All of a sudden, it will magically disappear. That's the beauty of it. What you resist persists. What you accept, you move through. I have a track to leave you with. This is uh, Charles I with Closey. This song is called The Mist. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> 